Hey, I'm Sam and I am an unwilling member of the Infertility Club. I have been trying for a baby now for what feels like forever and I am not yet currently pregnant. This podcast is me talking through my IVF troubles and all the crap that goes along with being infertile in hope that it will reach other people and make them feel less alone. I will talk you through my journey in each episode, where I've been, where I'm at, where I'm going, um, and any kind of tips and tricks that have made me feel better or helped me keep me sane along the way. I'm just one of many on the roller coaster that is IVF and infertility, so let's hope we can help each other survive. Welcome to episode six. I can't believe I've done six episodes already. I hope everyone's okay and I hope you've all had great weeks and having a good weekend. I am currently in in full swing now. Um, I'm preparing and getting ready to go to Prague. Um, It's come around so quickly and I am absolutely terrified. (laughs) Um, I'm really hoping obviously to be able to share great news with you all in future episodes following our trip but we shall see. I'm keeping everything crossed for myself. Please keep everything crossed for me and for us. Um, Obviously again recording this episode in the past so when you listen to this it will be the 17th I think of April um is it going to be the 17th yes I think it will be the 17th yeah 17th of April um which means that we will be in Prague we'd have been in Prague for a week um and hoping we'll know by that point how many embryos we've got and we're preparing for transfer fingers crossed um but yeah, hopefully, uh, it's. Uh, I'm so excited, but also just absolutely terrified. I think I've said before, like, because it's coming up and we've still got it to look forward to as such, and we've still got the hope that this could work and this could be our time and this could be the realm where we get our baby. Like, there's still so much hope and anticipation, and I just don't want to have to deal with anything going wrong again. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, my emotions can't take that. Um, so, yeah, it's really exciting, but also absolutely terrifying, so... Anyway, let's get into episode six. So, this episode will likely be a little shorter than the previous ones, as I only now have a small amount to catch you up on and bring you up to speed with before you're following our journey in real time. Exciting stuff, I know. Um, I mean, a lot of people... Um, follow my journey on Instagram and a lot of my friends listen to my podcast like my close friends and family so they kind of are up to speed with my journey anyway because um, I post it all on Instagram and obviously I speak to them all the time and they're always really interested and supportive but in terms of my podcast after this episode that comes out um, on the 17th of April um, you'll be completely up to speed and kind of following us in real time so I started looking at clinics abroad in January I inquired with two recommended clinics in Greece and a few in Prague One of the clinics in Greece never came back to me, so obviously we didn't pursue anything with them, which was a shame because I really liked the sound of them and they were recommended, but um, obviously if they're not going to reply to an inquiry, then it doesn't really bode well. Um, We then spoke to a clinic in Greece called New Life. They were absolutely awesome from the start. I loved them. Um, We had a consultation booked with them towards the end of February. However, unfortunately, the experience with them was short-lived because they don't treat overactive natural killer cells 
Um, so what would that meant for me is that if I wanted to have treatment with them, which I still could have done, I would have had to have the NK trail cells treated separately in another clinic in the UK alongside then the treatment in Greece. And for me to try and get the timings perfect would have been an absolute nightmare for me, I think, and it have been quite stressful. So when you have overactive NK cells, you have to take steroids that will suppress your immune system six weeks prior to transfer. You also have to have intralipid infusions, um, one a week before transfer and then one a week after. And then some clinics recommend one every one, one, one every month up until your at the end of your first trimester. Um, some clinics recommend bi-weekly up until your first trimester. Um, so the the, the, what, the, the the treatments and the stuff post-transfer wouldn't have been too bad for me to do alongside the Greek clinic, but the ones beforehand, trying to time it to make sure I took my steroid six weeks before and that I did the, tran- the intralipid a week before and stuff like that just would have been way too much stress for me. So unfortunately, we had to we had to say no to them, which is really sad as well, because I would have loved to have gone to Greece for like two weeks because the weather would have been delightful. <laughs> And the apartment we were looking at staying in was freaking amazing. So maybe one day we'll go back to um, go back to Greece just for we'll go to Greece. Sorry, not go back. I've never been. Um, just go to Greece just for a little jolly. Maybe that'd be nice. <laughs> um, anyway, so we went ahead with our two consultations in Prague. We ha- um, we had two consultations for two different clinics, um, and then we decided on a clinic called the Prague Fertility Clinic. So the admin lady who I deal with on a regular basis, Susanna, she was and is lovely. The doctor was always really lovely. Um, her English was fabulous and she was very knowledgeable. We asked all the questions around success rates, prices, what the cycle would look like, how long we would need to be in Prague and all of that information we asked them at the start and they gave us all of that information um we spoke about obviously Dean's sperm samples and the results that he got and what that meant for the kind of fertilization and things and she did not seem remotely concerned about kind of the oxidative stress or the risk of fragmentation because he was on proxied and because they can do things like ICSI and Zymot she just wasn't even worried she's I asked if we needed to do a fragmentation test and she said she didn't think it was necessary um and that she didn't think we needed to test it again or anything like that so that kind of put our mind at ease which was really nice um so when we decided to go ahead with them they took our characteristics so our height weight eye color hair color build um they also took photos they they asked for photos of myself and of dean so they could start looking for our donor and i was a bit confused actually at the start like i said to dean why do they need photos of you like we're using your sperm like why do they need your photograph and i didn't really realize why they'd need it and then he was like well just think if the donor's got really strong genes and then obviously we, we get pregnant and the embryo works and things like that and it, we're successful, like you, the baby might not end up look, looking nothing like either of us if she's got really strong genes and they didn't know what I look like. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, good point. Um, so that's evidently why they ask, well, some, some of them are, some clinics ask for pictures of your partner as well because otherwise <laughs> that could be a bit tragic. So they found our donor in about three weeks. Now, that doesn't sound like a long time, but it felt like forever. Um, She was a perfect match to me, though. So she's 25, so nice and young. Um, She has blonde hair and blue eyes, and she's around the same height and build to me. So I think she's about 5'2", 
and she's about eight stone eight so she's a little bit lighter than me and a little bit taller but we'll take that like I couldn't actually believe how perfect they'd got it to be honest I honestly thought that are they just making this up like <laughs> this donor could look like oh, she could be anyone they could just be making this up like how could they get it so perfect um what I really liked about this clinic too is due to my previous lining issues or not knowing if I had a lining issue obviously during my first round it didn't get thick enough during my second round it did with this new clinic I had a scan on day 19 of a random cycle where I wasn't in any form of IVF medication or anything like that and my lining was at like 2.9 which is obviously really thin for that time of your cycle um so because of all of that information that they had they decided to do a mock transfer cycle she said we've got time um let's do a mock transfer cycle so this mean this meant that they gave me the medication to take for a transfer cycle was if I was going to have a transfer to help thicken my lining I had a few scans um to check what the lining was like so they gave me the medication as normal told me the protocol to take and then I had a few scans to check how my lining was um behaving and responding so that during the actual cycle they knew if what if they needed to up my medication more or throw more at me to make it better um so I got the med sent over from Prague um that was a bit of a <laughs> that wasn't easy I'm not gonna lie however it's a lot cheaper even the fact that I had to pay 70 pounds for um like next day delivery or like express delivery to have it delivered within the first couple of days because obviously my period came early <laughs> it came on well actually it came on time but the previous month before that it was like a bit late because of like my last round of IVF so because my period came on like day 28 29 and I wasn't expecting it until day like 34 um obviously I didn't have the medication to start straight away so I paid like 70 pounds for express delivery and to be fair it came the next day so I was able to start one day after my period started so no like later for my mock cycle um but even that I only paid like 169 pound for the medication which in the UK would have been about 400 pounds I think so that's not actually too bad and then when I brought all the meds I actually had to buy extra meds for my second for this proper round that I'm doing currently and I think I got I managed to get the Prognova and the Thyroxine from my doctor from my GP prescribed from Prague and it literally cost me about 18 pounds absolutely amazing like I've never that is so cheap for IVF drugs <laughs> so great I knew that um transfer like in front tr transfer embryo cycles are a lot cheaper than like when you stimulate your ovaries anyway but it they still look at about three four hundred pound in the UK whereas obviously it's not as expensive with Prague which is great um so I had my um I had my scans obviously um in at a clinic in Kettering and then I what I did is I sent the results back to the doctor in Prague via email so I'd send her all the ultrasounds and kind of what my lining was obviously lo and behold my lining only reached 4.2 by day 19 during that mock cycle so due to this they've increased my medication for my actual cycle to try and help thicken this further and enough for transfer um they've also offered me like a transvaginal procedure that can be carried out on the day of fertilization should my lining not get thick enough um so what i'm taking so i've got to take prognova prognova i think it's called prognova prognova um it's like an estrogen tablet i think i have to take that um three times two tablets three times a day orally i've got to take um aspirin orally my thyroxine orally um folic acid vitamin d which i take as a i've got like a, a prenatal vitamins two v pre prenatal vitamins that i take so that's got all of that stuff in as well as like magnesium and things like that like 
all the stuff you need when you're pregnant or when you're trying to get pregnant um and obviously my steroid drugs I have to take every day and then I actually have to take two tablets twice a day of the prognova vaginally so I have to insert them to my vagina and I also have to take one Viagra tablet in the evening vaginally so again inserting it into my vagina and the reason for that is because I think it it dissolves quicker and gets into your system quicker and helps the lining quicker if it's vaginally obviously and I'm guessing it's the same as when you inject when you use injections um because they don't actually have it they don't, they've not given me any injections to use it's all like tablets and things for this cycle um which I think is the same um if I'd have done a frozen embryo transfer in my or a donor embryo transfer from with my uk clinic it would have all been um tablets and stuff no injections every clinic's different so it's high you kind of it's best not to try and compare or they that person i know is injecting and they, they're in a clinic in greece and because it's you drive yourself crazy thinking that they're not doing the right thing um so it's definitely best not to compare too much because all clinics are different everyone's body's different um but yeah so that's all the medication i'm taking and so i'm really hoping that <clears throat> because i'm doing that and because they've learned what they learned in my mock cycle, that this will really um, help thicken my lining properly. Like the annoying thing is for me, like it's got there before it got there during my second round. So I know it's capable of it. I've just got to believe that it can do it again. Um, I'm actually having, so I had a um, acupuncture session yesterday with my new acupuncturist um, and that was really good. And I came away feeling really positive about that because he can't, my body responds now really well to acupuncture. Like I get all these twinges when he's like, twindling the needles and stuff and um he obviously put a lot in my belly and he also put like a heat lamp over my belly and I kind of got like crampy periody pains while he was doing it which he said was really a really good sign um so I'm having another one of those on Saturday so the ninth before we go um because you're supposed to have like a an acupuncture session um a couple of hours or 24 hours before transfer but obviously I can't do that because I'm in Prague so he's like let's just have it at the latest possible time because it's not going to hurt like no, it's not it's not going to make anything bad or it's not going to be of detriment so let's just do it so I was like yeah okay fine let's do it so I'm doing that and obviously I'm now back to kind of low exercise and I'm eating um as well as I can do um and I'm also kind of having beetroot juice and raspberry tea and pomegranate juice and brazil nuts and all that stuff that's supposed to help your lining so and also I have a hot water bottle daily on my tummy and I don't I try I try to keep my feet warm and stuff like that because my feet are naturally really cold um so I try and keep my feet warm and everything so that um everything is like I'm basically just trying everything I can to make sure that if we get embryos and we've got decent embryos to be able to transfer that my lining is in a position to kind of receive that embryo and kind of give it the best chance of sticking um so yeah, and also I will need to start taking progesterone again, um, but they'll let me know one, when to take this. Obviously, they're pessaries that you take vaginally as well, but they'll let me know um, when I need to take them when we get in Prague, because it won't be till that point. Um, they've asked me to go for a scan um, as like close to going to Prague as possible. So I've actually got one on Thursday evening next week at like nine, at 20 to 9, because um, that's the closest I could get to Friday, because they didn't have any anywhere on, on the Friday. Um, so I'm hoping... That when I go to that scan, that my lining's well on its way and already responding quite well because I know that will just relax me massively going into like flying to Prague and like if, if I know my lining's already responding well and it's on its way, I'll feel so much better like getting there and, and things. But they'll probably they they have said they'll want to scan me 
again when I get there to see what it's what it's like obviously that will determine when they do the egg collection and things for the donor as well um but they said also said that Susanna said that she would call me next Thursday and Friday and kind of let me know all the information about when we need to be in the clinic when we get there and when they recommend reckon that the egg collection is going to be and things like that so we can time everything um like with, with Dean's sample and then from that we can time all of that kind of perfectly So I guess, yeah, that kind of brings us kind of perfectly and nicely to where we are currently um, with our third round. That's kind of everything up to date of where we're at. So we fly to Prague on the 10th of April and currently we're due to be there until the 21st of April. Um, When I spoke to Susanna last week, she said that should you need to extend your stay, obviously we'll give you plenty of time um, to know to be able to change your flights and make sure you can get some accommodation. Not too worried about that because I know you can. we can change our flights with EasyJet up to two hours before without a fee. Um, and I've already spoke to the guy um, that we're staying in, in, whose Airbnb we're staying at, and he seems quite flexible, which is nice. Um, basically, the only reason we'd have to stay later is if for some reason – Obviously, a collection is a bit later, like if the donor needs a bit a bit more time or if my lining doesn't get thick enough and that needs a bit more time. Um, but hopefully, fingers crossed, everything goes perfectly and we're only there till the 21st. Um, when we get there, obviously, we'll await the donor to have a red collection. I'll have some scans, as, as I said previously, um, to check my lining and treat that and up my medication if need be. Um, and basically, we just have to have everything crossed that my lining plays ball and gets thick enough again. Um, and as I said, it's done it before. Like I believe that it can do it again. And I said before, I think in a previous Instagram post, like it's hard to have people say like have faith in your body, trust your body. And I try to, and I've always treated my body well. I've always ate well. I've always exercised well. Like I've looked after my body. But when it's like it, it has failed me a few times, and when it's failed you so much, like you just think like you just you just lose faith in it, I guess, and you've you lose the ability to trust that it will need it will do what it needs to when it needs to but I think I just need to try my best to know that it will it will do it and I it can do it and it's done it before and it's capable of it but also have faith that I can do as much as I can to get it there so with all of the stuff that I'm drinking and eating and the exercise that I'm doing and and things like that like I'm doing everything in my power like no one can ever say to me that I haven't done enough and I think that's the thing that I need to know that I need to believe in my heart that I've done everything that I can to to kind of make to, to make the, the the rounds as successful as, as physically possible. Um, so yeah, that's kind of um, and also I'm also avoiding like cold drinks and cold foods as well because my previous acupuncturist told me that apparently cold drinks aren't good for you anyway. I don't know if it's just as a woman or just in general, they're not good for you. I'm not sure. But obviously trying to avoid all of that again. So not drinking. So like when I drink my pomegranate juice, I put hot water in it as well. So and like when I fill my water bottle up, it's like lukewarm water, which by the way, I don't know if you've ever accidentally like run the tap, drunk some water without checking if it's cold and it's been warm and you get that like, ugh, what is this feeling? Yeah, that's what my water is like 24-7 at the moment because I'm really trying to just keep everything warm and <laughs> in the best place ever. Um, I also have a COVID test booked for the 8th of April, um, so the Friday at 11am in Milton Keynes. Obviously, I'm unvaccinated, so I still need to have a test, a PCR 72 hours before I go to Prague. And then when I get there, as it stands, I've got to have a test on between days five and seven of being there as well. Um, so 
yeah, that's kind of everything, really. You are fully up to speed of where we're currently at in the world of RIVF and our fertility journey. That's a wrap then, guys. Uh, you're fully up to speed on our journey so far. Like I said, this episode will be published um, on the 17th of April, so we'll be in Prague. We'll be very much in the thick of it at that point and hopefully still very much in that hope zone and really positive and happy. And I'm really hoping that every update I give you from here on out is positive and only warrants happy tears if there are any. <laughs> no more sadness after this, please. Um, I really hope that the episodes following this are um, a positive and like I said, happy and people can have happy tears. I can be crying happy tears rather than previous sub tears. So I'm really hoping that's that's what follows this this last episode. So again, thank you for listening. Please, please, please wish us all the luck in the world and send us all of your baby dust and all of your good vibes. And I'll see you on the other side. Oh God, bye guys. Thank you.